to the situation in Gaza and with its convoys faced with complete chaos and violence the World Food Programme has paused life-saving food deliveries. The decision to pause deliveries to the north of the Gaza Strip has not been taken lightly the WFP said but its statement spoke of attacks on its convoy running the gauntlet of gunfire upon entering into Gaza City, trucks being looted and staff being beaten up and its teams witnessing unprecedented levels of desperation. Matthew Hollingsworth is the World Food Programme Palestine country director and he is on the line now and a very good morning to you. Would you talk us through what happened last Sunday as your organisation had hoped to begin um, what was planned to be I think a week-long delivery of up to 10 trucks a day? That's great, uh, that's correct. Um, good morning to you. Um, I was on that convoy on Sunday leading it um, and also we had another one going on Monday. Um, on both days, two consecutive days, um, the moment we entered uh, Gaza City, crossing the front lines through the Israeli Defence Forces checkpoint at Wadi Gaza, literally thousands upon thousands of people came rushing towards the trucks, desperate to get anything they could get their hands on. The level of deprivation, starvation is palpable across the entirety of the city. But what that meant is that uh, coming in close proximity to the checkpoint, they were fired on. Um, The machine gun fire, the light machine gun fire from an Israeli tank um, killed somebody directly in front of me. We have had now unconfirmed reports that a number of people were killed just trying to receive life-saving food. That is the primary reason why we have paused our deliveries into Gaza City until we can find a way to ensure that people believe that when we come back, they will not lose out, that they do not need to come so close to the checkpoint, that we can push back about 500, 600 metres further away from that checkpoint so we can deliver and distribute to them safely. But as you also said, on those two convoys, we also met with hundreds upon hundreds of people on the route to Gaza City through the rest of the Strip, also desperate for assistance, but um, essentially wanting to take from the trucks before we got to Gaza City. And we did, unfortunately, encounter some violent looters on the way. So for those two reasons, but the primary one being that we cannot have a situation where we harm people who are in need of aid, That's why we've paused. We're working now with the IDF. We're working through uh, engaging with communities in Gaza City to resolve this issue so that we can get back to delivering desperately needed food next week. And is it possible for you to work with the IDF, with the Israeli military, to safely get food while protecting your people and also protecting the Palestinians who are, as you say, desperately in need of that aid? I can't um, say it's easy to coordinate um, in an active uh, war zone in any country in the world, but particularly right now in in the Gaza Strip. It's 140 square miles. There is zero room um, for for manoeuvre when it comes to getting things wrong and right um, when we are delivering through kinetic front lines, um, dealing with obstacles, dealing with, uh, um, you know, churned up ground from tanks, Uh, dealing with unexploded ordnance, landmines, and and the detritus of war. It's not easy, um, but it is workable. We need to ensure that um, we can pass our convoys earlier, um, before dawn, 
um, to minimize the issues of going through highly congested, uh, displaced um, uh, camps or uh, camps for displaced people. If these things can happen, if we can ensure that we have safe drop zones in Gaza City, we will be able to get back and deliver, um, as I said, next week, because the needs are enormous. I mean, in my in my full day in Gaza City on Sunday, you know, I met with so many desperate people, you know, and, and you know, one, one clear sign of that, I, I can't imagine the hunger, the fear, um, the pains that you must feel to run directly into machine gun fire just to get a bag of wheat flour for your family. That already tells you how desperate the situation is. They ran out of the animal feed that they were milling into a form of bread more than a week ago, um, and there's been no real aid in any significant amount going in since the last time we were there, which was the 7th of February. So you have, you've, you've got, I mean, a desperate situation that we've just got to find a way to resolve. We're looking at other options. We're looking at airdrops. We're looking at maritime options. But if you, we want to feed, you know, 300,000 people and more with famine knocking at their doorstep, the only way to do it with any scale is to have trucks rolling every single day, 30, 40 trucks every day. Matthew Hollingsworth of the World Food Programme, thank you very much for joining us.